It's only a machine, Hemphill, said the dying man in a small voice. Hemphill, drifting weightless in near darkness, heard him with only faint contempt and pity. Let the wretch go out timidly, forgiving the universe everything, if he found the going out easier that way. Hemphill kept on staring out through the port, at the dark, crenellated shape that blotted out so many of the stars. There was probably just this one compartment of the passenger ship left livable, with three people in it and the air whining out in steady leaks that would soon exhaust the emergency tanks. The ship was a wreck, torn and beaten, yet Hemphill's view of the enemy was steady. It must be a force of the enemies that kept the wreck from spinning. Now, the young woman, another passenger, came drifting across the compartment to touch Hemphill on the arm. He thought her name was Maria something. Listen, she began, do you think we might— In her voice there was no despair, but the tone of planning, and so Hemphill had begun to listen to her, but she was interrupted. The very walls of the cabin reverberated— driven like speaker diaphragms through the power of the enemy force field that still gripped the butchered hull. The quavering voice of the berserker machine came in. You who can still hear me live on. I plan to spare you. I am sending a boat to save you from death. Hemphill was sick with frustrated rage. He had never heard a berserker's voice in reality before, but still it was familiar as an old nightmare— he could feel the woman's hand pull away from his arm, and then he saw that in his rage he had raised both his hands to be claws, then fists that almost smashed themselves against the port. The damn thing wanted to take him inside it. Of all people in space, it wanted to make him prisoner. A plan rose instantly in his mind and flowed smoothly into action. He spun away from the port. There were warheads for small defensive missiles here in this compartment. He remembered seeing them. The other surviving man, a ship's officer, dying slowly, bleeding through his uniform tatters, saw what Hempel was doing in the wreckage and drifted in front of him interferingly. You can't do that. You'll only destroy the boat it sends. If it lets you do that much, there may be other people still alive here. The man's face had been upside down before Hemphill as the two of them drifted. As their movement let them see each other in normal position, the wounded man stopped talking, gave up and rotated himself away, drifting inertly as if already dead. Hemphill could not hope to manage a whole warhead, but he could extract the chemical explosive detonator of a size to carry under one arm. All passengers had put on emergency spacesuits when the unequal battle had begun. Now he found himself an extra air tank and some officer's laser pistol, which he stuck in a loop of his suit's belt. The girl approached him again. He watched her warily. Do it, she said with quiet conviction, while the three of them spun slowly in the near darkness, and the air leaks whined. Do it. The loss of a boat will weaken it, a little, for the next fight— and we here have no chance anyway. Yes. He nodded approvingly. This girl understood what was important. To hurt a berserker, to smash, burn, destroy, to kill it finally. Nothing else mattered very much. He pointed to the wounded maid and whispered, Don't let him give me away. 
She nodded silently. It might hear them talking. If it could speak through these walls, it might be listening. A boat's coming, said the wounded man in a calm and distant voice. Good life, called the machine voice, cracking between syllables as always. Here. He woke up with a start and got quickly to his feet. He had been dozing almost under the dripping end of a drinking water pipe. Good life. There were no speakers or scanners in this little compartment. The call came from some distance away. Here. He ran toward the call his feet shuffling and thumping on metal. He had dozed off, being tired. Even though the battle had been a little one, there had been extra tasks for him, servicing and directing the commensal machines that roamed the endless ducts and corridors repairing damage. It was small help he could give, he knew.